0: What is up guys? You're listening to Sports Biz with Rashad. Let's get started with today's episode. What's good? Welcome back. Another episode today and actually it's going to be our final interview of 2020. Not sure if I'm going to do another episode yet to kind of wrap up the first season but either way I want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's taken the time to listen, leave a review, leave feedback on the podcast so far. And then, obviously, I had to end off this year with a bang, so joining me is the manager of business analytics for the defending Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, and also a fellow Canadian, Armand Alualia. Now, Armand is going to come on and share his unique journey, um, just kind of going from Winnipeg to Halifax to San Diego, and eventually to Kansas City. And if you enjoy listening to Arman, definitely check out his new podcast, which is, I'm pretty sure it's also available on all platforms as well. It's called Sports Business Strategy, and he gives great insights into that kind of niche industry that you don't really hear much about. So with that being said, welcome, Arman. How are you? I am doing well. Thank you for for having me, and thank you for asking. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited to get to know a little bit more about you and your background and just excited for the conversation. So Let's, uh, let's get right into it. Why don't you tell us a little bit about your background and um, just kind of your journey so far?
1: Yeah, sure, happy to. Uh, so originally born and raised in Winnipeg, Manitoba, went to the University of Dalhousie in Halifax, Nova Scotia. I always knew I wanted to kind of go away and kind of uh, provide a different experience from an education perspective. I had some family out there, so that made it a little bit easier. Uh, when I was at Dal, I essentially knew that I wanted to work in sports and kind of uh, found my way to the Dalhousie Gazette, which was the university paper there. And uh, somehow the sports team uh, sports uh, section took me on as a as a as a lost cause uh, with someone who couldn't write very well. And they were fortunate enough to to be nice and kind of offer me opportunities to cover the soccer team or cover the basketball team. And uh, at that time, I found a real kind of passion for the covering the basketball team and um, During their uh, AUS, which is Atlantic University Sport, um, run through the tournament and then to the CIS. You know, I know it's changed to U Sports now, but uh, the CIS Final Eight essentially, which which was in Halifax. And so I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to cover it there. And then when I was there, I met some people from a website called NorthPoleHoops.com, which. Back in 2011 or 2012, we're just starting out, more or less, um, and then from there got to be uh, got to work for North Pole Hoops, kind of scouting and covering basketball in Manitoba and Nova Scotia, um, depending on the time of year I was. And from that was kind of my my intro into sports. And upon graduation at Dalhousie, I came back to Winnipeg and I got an opportunity to work for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers on the food and beverage side. So um, there was a company named Ovation's; it's now become Spectra and they basically needed someone to manage uh, the suite level on game days. And so I managed a team of about 20 servers and five or 10 uh, runners and busboys and and whatnot, and um, basically provided service to the suite level from the food and beverage perspective. It was a a disappointing year on the field, which made our job a little bit harder. But uh, upon completion of one year of that, I went to San Diego State, and I got my MBA with a focus in sports business. And from there I had to do an internship. And so, uh, I ended up doing an internship, uh, with the Kansas city chiefs. I figured I would go back to Canada, but, uh, the opportunity here, um, made itself available and I, and I took it and I jumped at it and, you know, five weeks on, I was, I was hired as a full-time employee. And so since 2015 in January or March is, is, is when I started full time, uh, I've been with the Kansas city chiefs.
0: Uh, so kind of a quick, a quick turnaround after you went to, uh, San Diego there.
1: Yeah. So part of the program is it's an accelerated MBA program. And so it is about 18 months from start to finish. So the first year of it in 2014, when I went down, um, was essentially classes kind of full-time, very high level, kind of six or seven classes at a time, depending on the time of year. Uh, and then there's a six month internship program required where you do a big thesis essentially in a big paper. Um, and so, usually comes with an internship but i managed to turn my internship into a full-time opportunity which was really great um and so did that for up until 2015 july and then after that i officially graduated
0: yeah that's uh sounds like a good program i've definitely heard of it and uh, it's one i was looking at kind of after after my undergrad degree now you mentioned that you grew up in Winnipeg, but you went to uh, Dell on basically the other side of Canada. What kind of drew you to that program?
1: Well, I you know, I think this is kind of where I, you know, I kinda of come out as a little bit more of a geek. I mean, growing up, I was a a huge fan of this hour has twenty two minutes, it's to a Halifax show based or Halifax-based show. But they always used to talk about the you know, the, the top universities. And that was one of the segments every year. McLean's magazine uh, would put out a yeah. rankings for the top universities. And so I always looked at that. And I thought I wanted to, one, go away to kind of learn and kind of grow and, and understand myself more and kind of develop as a person. And um, two, you know, Dalhousie was one of those universities that was kind of in the in the, in the top echelon. And for me, that always seemed like a, an attainable goal. And There would always be some family support nearby and i figured it was kind of a a match made in heaven it was it turned out to be a great opportunity for me and a great and a great choice
0: yeah and then after that you kind of jump back to the other side of the of the continent there into uh into san diego now i know you mentioned kind of how that journey worked but how did you find it i guess more on the logistics side you know with uh just dealing with moving countries dealing with, uh, you know, dating life, like all that kind of outside stuff that you don't think about?
1: Yeah, no, I think, you know, I've, and maybe this has impacted me currently in how I think about things, but, you know, moving around, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't seem as bad in principle until you actually do it. And then, for example, you know, moving to the States, right, you know, the DMV, uh, the Department of Motor Vehicles is, a very complicated as they, as they make it out to be. And there's lots of forms. And so as somebody who was a graduate student, um, I had to get my light. I had, I had to get a brand new license here in Kansas city, something that, you know, I had been doing, I'd been driving for almost eight, 10 years of my life. Um, I had to go and retake a test. And so what's funny is that I was standing behind somebody in line who is, you know, half of my age. And I was like, I've, I've been driving for almost half of your uh, half of your life, and I have to stay, take the same test just like you. We're all the same here. So yeah, I mean, there's small yeah. things like that that logistically you know have been um difficult but you learn to get over them i mean i think in general right it's it's always on the front end of things when you're getting used to you're getting settled right getting a driver's license making sure you can you know have all the proper forms and documentation it can be it can be quite a bit right you know obviously with the visa situation that also makes it another hurdle to overcome as well but um all in all it's obviously been been worth it and the the experiences i've had here have totally outweighed the the heartache and the and the moving and you know flying to certain places i mean i remember i flew to san diego um, back in 2014 with essentially two big suitcases with as much as uh, clothes as i could fit in there and you kind of start from scratch and so um that was something that i've always kind of been able to do and you know found ways to improve that process to make it a little bit less burdensome um, every time i've made a move
0: yeah, so I guess it's just figuring out all the little things first and making sure you're ready to go, and it's not as bad as it, or it's not as difficult as it seems once you, uh, once you get used to it, type thing. Exactly,
1: exactly. Yeah, once you kind of build a rhythm and a routine, it makes it very <laughs> easy um yeah sorry no my 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 dog has entered the entered the room here making, making, oh, no making a fuss. so i apologize um but uh no i think it's one of those things that once you kind of build a routine and build a rhythm um you know you 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 find out what works and you find out what doesn't right i think that's all about you know ad- adapting and adjusting uh moving forward
0: yeah and specifically for the san diego program now i know there's a few different top programs there's ohio there's uh There's UMass and there's a few others. Uh, What kind of drew you to San Diego and how did you find that program experience?
1: Yeah, so I think for me, San Diego State um, was one that I had found through just, you know, a simple Google search. But for what kind of drew it to me was the ability to uh, meet other Canadians who were in the program, more or less. Uh, And, you know, I got to know one of them fairly well who had just graduated when I would come down for when I went down, sorry, for a visit. And so for me, it was the, the small cohort of it was really appealing and the ability to kind of finish within 18 months rather than taking two years um, seemed appealing to me. And so from that point on, I was kind of hooked. And uh, when I went down to San Diego, I mean, obviously the weather is always extremely um, favorable to the point where, um, you know, I stopped checking the weather. So that was another huge, uh, a, a, a nice draw too as well.
0: Yeah, 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 that makes sense. All those all those comparisons you have to do and the weather is a big factor because I know in Ohio and and in uh UMass it's it's not as warm as San Diego obviously. It is definitely an added benefit uh, for sure. Now, kind of transitioning into the next question here in your free time what have you done to kind of further your career and personal brand kind of outside of school? And I know you have, you just started a podcast. So maybe if you want to talk about your goals for that and what, what your plans are.
1: Yeah. So I think, I think for me, I mean, I think outside of work, you know, I, I'm a huge sports fan and have always followed kind of sports, you know, um, from a, from, from an, you know, on field perspective my whole life. But I think for me now I've, I've always looked at the um, business side, even more, you um, under the under the microscope, in the sense that I've always got my eye on it, I can't go to a sporting event now and uh, and not look at what sponsors are activating and who um, is doing what and spending in what category. And so I think that's kind of affected my ability to go to a sporting event now. But yeah, you mentioned the podcast. Um, yeah, I've recently started a podcast with my co-host uh, Will Item from the Oklahoma City Thunder. You know, we got connected through a networking event um, here during COVID, essentially, and. We kind of hit it off, and we kind of heard about each other through the industry. Um, kind of what we do is very niche, and so we kind of had this idea about starting a podcast and being a little bit more niche, right? You know, our goal isn't to isn't to reach the masses, and obviously, if it does, that would be great. But I think for us, we want to highlight kind of the um, strategic side of sports business, uh, and and the podcast is called Sports Business Strategy. But for us, it's a little bit more of talking to leaders in the industry specifically in the sports strategies sp- in, in the in the business strategy space sorry um to kind of highlight different things that they're working on and different things that they're working um to improve right whether that be measurement or you know better way of finding new prospects, um, different ways to use data to make, um, better decisions. Right. And I think that's something that, that is a growing field and we're, uh, we've been excited so far with the, with the response, um, albeit, you know, you got to start somewhere and, uh, we figured this is no better time to do it just like what you're doing right now.
0: Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's definitely, a a very niche type of, um, podcasts and i've listened to the, the first couple of episodes you guys have out and it's pretty good so far i, I enjoy any kind of sports business uh podcast but i haven't heard or i haven't actually even seen one um specifically focused on the strategy side of things so it's, it's a kind of cool way to it's kind of a cool way to think about things now working in in um a professional sports teams business department mm-hmm. how would you say that kind of differs from working uh in the business department of another industry
1: yeah i think i think for me right i I work in the corporate partnerships and suites department so um a lot of what we do is very focused on you know um highlighting new prospects turning them into currents helping them kind of grow their business through different initiatives right so um while there are other departments that have Partnerships, for example, you know, your, your Postmates has a, has a partnership department. Now, those partnerships are a little bit different. Those might be different vendors that they can use. Whereas for us, it's finding different brands that we can help um, and create a business solution for them to use the different assets and different abilities and objectives that we have. To further their objectives, right? Whether that's brand awareness, lead generation, hospitality, um, recruitment, all those different things. We try to find solutions to those problems. And so I think for us, we have a very appealing brand, right? The Chiefs are a, you know, just like the NFL is a very appealing brand that provides a lot of. Um, eyeballs in many different ways to, um, different consumers and ideal target demos. So, um, in that sense, it's been, um, it's a different conversation than probably someone, um, in the in a different similar, in a different industry, but a similar position would have to, um, think about.
0: Right. And I guess it does help that the, uh, the Chiefs are playing well right now, so
1: yeah, I, I would say that. Yeah, of course, it doesn't it doesn't hurt at all. But at some point, you know, the NFL is very cyclical, right? Top teams become bottom teams, and bottom teams become top teams. And for the most yep. part, you know, I think one of the things that the minor leagues uh, minor leagues do very well is that they focus on everything outside of the lines, right? They only control what they can control, and so they want everyone to have a great experience, have a great time. And so I think about that is we're doing the same thing, right? I mean, obviously there there will be a point in the future where the Chiefs won't have a winning season, right? And at that point, right. we want to make sure that we've developed a strong enough fan base to then support that. And, and the Chiefs kingdom, which is what our fan base is called, is extremely strong, especially um, during those years from, you know, 2010 to 2014, where, I'm um, sorry, 2008 to 2013, where um, before Coach Reed came, it wasn't as strong. And so we're very fortunate to be in these times, but also remembering that not everything um, is always going to be rosy, that we have to be prepared for downtimes, But as long as we can continue to develop great projects, great programs, great things, our fan base will be able to help us kind of weather those potentially down years in the future, should they come.
0: Right. Yeah, that all makes sense. Um, what are your favorite parts of working for the Chiefs, I guess, and uh, what are your kind of end goals for your career, whether that's staying in sports or do you have kind of other aspirations that you want to pursue, um, out of sports?
1: Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, working for the chiefs is, uh, it's a great opportunity. I mean, you know, it's been a lifelong goal to be in, in the NFL. And I was very fortunate to have that opportunity very, very early on in my career, um, and still have that opportunity in my career. Right. I think it's a, tough industry to to get into, specifically the NFL, Um, also being a Canadian too as well. But um, yeah, I think working at the Chiefs is a great opportunity. For me, uh, what makes it so great is the people. I'm very fortunate to work with some amazing people. And I've had some amazing bosses over my time here in the sense that um, they're not just good people. They're almost friends and have become... You know, lifelong friends in that sense that, you know, even if they have moved on, that I've still maintained a strong relationship with them just because of all the time that we've spent together, as obviously working in sports, there are those days where you work very, very long hours on game days, um, or in preparation for game day. But again, the people are really great. The culture is really great. Um, I think it's a lot of the Midwest um, values that are kind of coming through in the organization. And on top of that, it's very similar to where I grew up, which is why I like Kansas City so much. Your second question was tied to, you know, what do I want to do for my career? I think for me, um, you know, I, I'm not sure where, where where my career will take me. I'm, I'm very early on in my career. I'm very fortunate to be in a great position and have a lot of impact in the role that I do. I would yeah. like to think that I would stay in sports um, for the entirety of my career. I think it's something I'm very passionate about. I really, really enjoy thinking about using the sports industry to further different um, opportunities for businesses. And so, um, you know, that that day may end at some point, right? At, at some point it will end. Obviously, I, I will retire, but I, I hope that um, I do get to spend a majority, if not all of my career in the sports industry or somewhere touching or involved or at arm's length of the sports industry.
0: Yeah, and you didn't mention in there at all about your Super Bowl experience. And I know you got uh participate in the Super Bowl kind of parade, uh this past year, I guess. Uh, what was that experience like? Yeah, I mean, I, I've I've been
1: fortunate enough to prior to my Chiefs, um, history working for the team. I actually did get a chance to go to a Super Bowl. I went to the San Francisco Forty ers and Baltimore Ravens Super Bowl in New Orleans. So fortunately okay. or unfortunately depending on who which fandom you are um, I've actually been at both of the San Francisco 49ers Super Bowl losses actually not both they're the only Super Bowl losses that the 49ers have had, I've been at both of them, and those are the only Super Bowls I've been to. So any team playing the 49ers in the future, you know, I'm, I'm available for hire to come to the game to to help the luck. But um, Well, I'm, I'm actually a
0: Seattle fan, so I'm okay with there that. There you go.
1: There you go. So, um, no, again, the, the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl – Um, this past year was beyond incredible. The Hunt family was extremely generous with their ability to not only provide opportunities to go to the game, hospitality, transportation, um, but only that to be able to bring my spouse as well too. I was able to bring my wife, which was uh, an incredible experience for her, for myself. And then there was an opportunity to purchase certain things at face value. So I took that upon myself to try to bring my um my mom and and her fiance down to the game as you know they've done so much for me in in my you know in my career in my life my mom has been an incredible role model for me and has been you know my biggest supporter throughout that so for me be able to take care of her to come to a game where she's become a massive sports fan all of a sudden now that i've been with the team and you know watches every game religiously on sunday which is a very very cool thing for me to have um to have my mom as one of my biggest fans so the super bowl is great I'm I'm dragging on here. The parade was awesome. Um, you know, it was really. You know, I think for me, just getting to the Super Bowl was the Super Bowl itself, in the sense that everybody had worked so hard over the years to get so close, and then to finally get there after 50 years of not going for the city for the people that work there um, meant the world to me.
0: Sounds like a really good experience. Then, I,
1: I if if every NFL team could go once, you know, once every couple of years, I I think that would be great because it's such an incredible experience and I want other people to experience how incredible. Now, selfishly, I would love the chiefs to go every year. Right. But um, it is something that you, you know, this is why you get in sports, you you get in sports to go and be able to play in the big game and, and ultimately win it.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. It's good. Um, It's a good moment and definitely kind of good for you that you got to get into a winning organization like that so quickly and, and have that opportunity to, To experience the Super Bowl firsthand. Now, last couple of questions for Mm -hmm. you, kind of some more fun questions. Um, First one is What about strategy and analytics kind of gets you out of bed every morning and excited for work?
1: Yeah, I think for me, it's that there's always a problem to solve and there's no correct answer. You know, I, I love solving problems that have no correct answer and that they're abstract or that they're very difficult or challenging. And so that for me is uh, is what gets me up and, and really excited about what I do.
0: Yeah. So you can kind of get the creative side out, mm-hmm. out of you, but also the, the analytic backgrounds and the numbers and the data and all of that. Exactly. Yeah. So last question is, um, a question I asked almost every guest, but it's what's your best advice for someone that's trying to break into the sports industry? Uh, you've been able to get in there pretty quickly. So you must have some some good tips to share.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when I was in undergrad, I really didn't know I wanted to be in the sports industry. Um, yeah, it's only come as of late. But I will say like, for me, I think two things are very kind of reminiscent or when, when I think about what's got me to where I am, I think about You know, timing is everything, right? And obviously this is an unusual time and timing is really crucial. I think you make your own luck in that way. But on the other side, I say like networking is super important, right? The ability to network with people and to be proactive about it, either professionally or personally, um, can pay dividends in the long run, right? And I think the industry is very close-knit and almost everyone knows everyone to a certain extent or knows of people. Um, And I think that's one of the things that makes this industry so great is that you can kind of network with anybody and it's it's a great ability to try to get to know people um, who are really, they have great stories as well too. So networking is super important um, and then timing is everything is what I would say.
0: Yeah, I think that's a big one. Definitely the timing mm-hmm. aspect. Um, sometimes you just got to get a little lucky uh, with your timing. So that's that's a good one. Um, so yeah, that's that's really all. The questions i had for you um if any of you guys want to check out uh, armand's podcast it's sports business strategy um i'm assuming you have it available kind of on all platforms
1: we do we do spot uh spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, podcast wherever you listen to podcasts you should be able to find it
0: perfect yeah so definitely check that out and uh you'll get some great insights out of uh out of armand and his uh his co-host now just wanted to say huge thanks for coming on and, and just kind of talking about your experience. I know it's uh, definitely more relatable for me because you are a Canadian who made it to the NFL and there's there's not a lot of those. So it's always good to get some insights on someone who has done that as I try to kind of do the same over the next few years. Yeah, no, I
1: appreciate you having me on. This was, this, this was fun. And there aren't many Canadians in the NFL, but whenever there are, we, uh, we get to know each other pretty quickly.
0: that wraps up this episode of sports biz with Rashad thank you guys for tuning in if you enjoyed be sure to check us out on instagram at sports biz with Rashad and support us on all other platforms I'll catch you guys on the next episode